1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Touchdown! Oh, he's done it again. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave,
0: Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Welcome to the Tuesday morning edition of Fantasy Football Today, the Playoff Edition of The Waiver Wire. Congratulations, friends, if you've made the playoffs. Let's, uh, let's win a few more. And by the way, if you have a bye this week, we're going to uh, peek ahead to Week 15 as well, give you some Week 15 waiver advice. I'm Adam Azer with Dave Richard and Jamie Eisenberg. Jamie, how is The Waiver Wire this week? Zero to ten on The Waiverometer.
2: Before I give you that answer, uh, what if people don't know if they made the playoffs yet, Adam? There's still a game on Tuesday that could decide some playoff implications, which could make people... Doing their waiver wiring a little interesting because what if you miss the playoffs, but you still put in your waiver moves? I wonder how commissioners are going to react to that. Oh, do some retroactive drops to players that are added.
0: Oh, wow. What a great question. What do you do in that situation?
2: Because, yeah, have- I'm going to send messages to all of my leagues, all 50 billion of them, and say that uh, if you fall asleep before your game is decided and you make your moves, there's going to be some changes made for the league, but you know, hopefully you'll do your due diligence and keep an eye on what the score is. And if you're out of the playoffs, don't make any waiver. moves. All
1: right. Can't you just idea. disable waivers for Tuesday night, Wednesday morning? Oh, I would love that. But I mean, I think it'd you can, be you can do bad. that. You're the commissioner of your leagues. You go into your league, you unclick Tuesday, bing, bang, boom, you're done.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe we should push it back to Wednesday.
2: Hey, all right. I mean, makes sense? <laughs> why else would you do this? Well, I mean, just, you know, changing. The, the, the rules were different last week because of what happened. Um, well, what's different between last week and this week? There wasn't a Wednesday game this week. There isn't a
1: Wednesday but game. there's a Tuesday game. Right, yeah, but I mean, there's the Wednesday game. <laughs> I don't know.
0: It makes sense. Yeah, that's I, what I'm going to do. There's one thing, one thing that, that's one problem with that. There's there's a particular player that I could see getting dropped this week. Uh, well, I don't know. He's coming off such a such a big game. But I could see people dropping Jared Goff because he's got New England on a short week. But his next two games are the Jets and the Seahawks. If you make your waivers run Wednesday night and someone drops Jared Goff, nobody can get him before next week. Like, you can't pick him up, stash him.
2: Uh, he yeah, plays I mean, it's day. such a small—I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. change waivers. It's such a small percentage of people that are going to have this scenario happen to them. You're
0: not going to change it? Okay, I mean, I think it's a fine idea, or you could just send the note to your league. But it is something yeah, that needed to be addressed. To okay, good job. Thank you for addressing it. Now, Jamie— Waiverometer.
2: Uh it's a
0: seven out of ten. Dave, how you feeling? Feeling that good?
1: I think it's a ten out of ten at receiver and probably like a six and a half out of ten at tight end, and everything else is nah, okay. All right.
0: Except you got a couple of quarterbacks who might be available and Drew Brees and Matthew Stafford. I mean Brees is like seventy two percent rostered. So that could be if he plays this week. That could be great. Pick him up if he's available. All right, we'll uh, we'll get into it. Let's get into it right now. Why? Why waste time? Why waste your time, Dave? Hmm. Top priorities.
1: Who are they? Overall, or at quarterback? Overall. Overall, Kiki QT is going to be my number one guy to pick up. I was impressed with how he played, and you got to love how Deshaun Watson's been playing this year. So, makes sense to make him the top priority. I don't know if if you really really don't need a wide receiver then I guess you could pass on him but even if you just want like that one great PPR piece on your bench I think he could be it but he's not the only one that I think could be it I think TY Hilton also deserves to to come back for Tim Patrick is another one that people could double back for and if that's probably as good as it gets at wide receiver and probably overall on the waiver wire there's some running backs that you know we're going to talk about that you could go after as well but I think the priority for me is going to be receiver, assuming I'm not loaded already there.
0: Okay. So, Jamie, the, the list that Dave get got uh, gave, excuse me, were uh, QT, Hilton, and Patrick, would those be your top waiver wire priorities, or would there be someone else in there?
2: Uh, I mean, McKissick, obviously, if he's available. You know, when you look at what his opportunity is now with potentially no Antonio Gibson, uh, I mean, PPR and, and half PPR, it's pretty obvious that he should have been rostered already based on what he's done, even if you haven't started him the last several weeks. But, um, you know, three of his last five games, 10 or more targets, uh, seven or more catches, and I don't think that's going to change if Gibson's gone. So um, he's in the mix with those other three receivers for sure. Gibson
0: left very early in the game with a toe injury. And, crushed me. Yeah,
1: crushed, crushed a lot me of me in one of my leagues, man. But What's he, McKissick's roster percentage? 65. 65%. Okay, yeah. that's why I didn't have him. Okay.
0: Yeah, sixty five is usually our threshold, so he's right there. And uh, Stafford's rostered in sixty six percent of leagues. Am, am I too excited about Matthew Stafford? I feel like it could be a nice finish for him.
2: It absolutely could. I mean, obviously, his kind of his value kind of hinges on Kenny Galladay. Absolutely. Whether you trust him yeah. or don't, or or not. Um, he was great without Galladay against the Bears, which uh, Adam I referenced um, on Monday on FFT, how you keep saying the Bears had kind of lucked into not facing an opponent's number one wide receiver and how that's kind of impacted some of their passing defense past defense numbers. Um, and maybe that showed up this week, even though Kenny Galladay wasn't there. But I think you look at Stafford, there was a change and Darryl Bellville took over and it was his first game and you saw Stafford a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more like the guy we saw last year and the Bears defense fell apart. So... If he gets Galladay back, I think he's a must start quarterback. If he doesn't have Galladay back, he's a borderline starter.
0: Yeah. And with Bevel as the head coach last week, I, this could have been just a coincidence, but Chris Towers, thank you for this stat. Matthew Stafford had 551 intended air yards in week 13. His previous high was 398. Marvin Jones led the NFL last week in air yards with 234. That's a huge jump, 551 air yards uh, compared to 398, his previous high. And that was what Ben Gretch had kept harping on why he was so excited about Matthew Stafford because the air yards were so high last year. So maybe he can finish strong. Anyway, Stafford's not not available in a ton of leagues, so maybe I shouldn't spend too much time on him. Just two
1: other factors. One, uh, it's almost like they didn't have confidence in running the ball. Especially after carrying well, Carry on got hurt late, so I guess you can't really say that. But they decided to lean on Stafford. And the Bears pass rush for whatever reason could not fluster Stafford. The, the offensive line did a good job. Well, Packers, it's either the offensive line the for Packers Detroit won't. did well <laughs> or the or the Bears pass rush was absolutely terrible. And and uh and I think that's probably what it was, and that helped Stafford throw downfield more. Yeah, it thanks. was great, it's great to see, and he should be able to keep throwing against Green Bay. Right.
0: Green Bay does not have a very good pass rush. Okay, uh, so QT, let me ask you about QT, Hilton, and Patrick, because QT, and by the way, if you need a running back this week, McKissick, uh, Adrian Peterson might be the top two names, Ty Johnson as well, but QT is facing the Bears, and they are fifth best against wide receivers. But as I've pointed out, they the only ones that have been like really good that they've done well against have been the Rams wide receivers this year. Pretty much every other—and Corey Davis didn't have a catch. That, that, that's not good. But other good wide receivers typically do well against, um, against the Bears. And then after that, it's the Colts, who he just torched, but they still are eighth best against wide receivers. So do the matchups matter at all for QT when you evaluate him? And for T.Y. Hilton, he's facing the Raiders— and it, there's only been one wide receiver in their last four games with more than 68 yards against the Raiders. That's T.Y. Hilton, or that's Tyreek Hill. Pardon me. They're giving up a lot of touchdowns, though, so I wouldn't say it's a bad matchup. But uh, and then Tim Patrick actually appears to have a, like a pretty good matchup. The last five games, um, they've been the Panthers have been pretty bad against wide receivers. But anyway, like how much do matchups matter for Q.T. Hilton and Patrick?
2: Well, Q.T., you know what's available to him because of no Will Fuller, and so. The fact that it was the first game without Fuller and he had more targets than Fuller averages is a very nice sign. You know, Fuller averages about seven targets per game. QT had nine. So you see that they're not afraid to not necessarily use him the same way, but use him in a, in a, in a way that is going to make him beneficial to your fantasy team. You don't have to start QT if you don't feel comfortable doing it. But if you need a wide receiver for this week, he's in that top 30 mix. You know, again, we're no more buys. So you got to stop looking at top 24. It's top 30 plus and so QT's in that in that range. Same thing with Hilton, who's now scored in two straight, and maybe finally finally healthy, maybe finally on the same page with Phillip Rivers. And you're seeing the volume in the passing game obviously increase for the Colts over the last several weeks. And so Hilton doesn't just get the Raiders this week; he gets the Texans again next week, who he owns. He destroys Houston week in week out every time he plays them, and that <laughs> continued that trend continued year in year out. That trend continued um, last week. And then for Patrick, you know, it, how many times have we said his name on the show? It seems like every week. And, and the funny thing is, is like, you know, I, I went back and looked um, and, and I think we've been doing a great job of getting ahead of these things more times than not this, this season, the top three priority wide receivers last week that I gave you Debo Samuel was one, Tim Patrick was two Kiki QT was three. So now, especially if you're still spending fab money, you're chasing those players as opposed to getting ahead of those players. And so Patrick his roster percentage this is this is shocking to me went down <laughs> his roster percentage was 55% last week it's at 54 this week i don't understand what people but are, are, are they, avoiding him they for they saw
0: the Kendall Hilton hinton game and they didn't they didn't just ignore or, it, i guess i mean they should have
2: know, right but they didn't it, it 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 was kind of obvious and look he didn't have a great game aside from the touchdowns you know but the touchdowns are, are there for him and he's just one of those guys that you know uh, i was on chris harris's podcast and and the way he phrased it to me was if an alien came from outer space and you didn't know pedigree or or draft status or anything, you would never think that Jerry Judy is the number one wide receiver for the Broncos. It's just, you know, he he's just not. And, and Tim Patrick has taken over that role since Cortland Sutton went down in week three. It's just, he 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 does again. You don't have to start him, but he's in that mix.
0: Who's so? Who's the alien in that
2: scenario? Patrick or Judy or they're both aliens. No, if an alien came from outer space, right. asking about who's the number one wide uh-huh. receiver for the Broncos. Adam, no, you're bet. the alien.
0: <laughs> no, I get it. I just like, I don't know if that's the alien. Now I've used the alien thing before. That one, yeah, I don't know. I would to use it for the Broncos. But okay, and Tim Patrick,
1: if you take out well, the Kendall... Go, they would have taken an alien to be their quarterback.
0: There you go. Uh, if you take out the Kendall Hinton game, Tim Patrick has scored 10 or more PPR fantasy points in five of his last six games. 14 or more in three of his last six games.
2: And this was his best fantasy game without getting six or more targets.
0: Yeah, four catches, 44 yards, two touchdowns at the Chiefs. Good game. Yeah, solid game. Fun fun little game. Um, All right, we got more waiver wire advice tonight, 8 o'clock. Join us on Twitch, twitch.com uh, slash FF today. And we'll be watching a football game. How about that? That'll be fun. So, uh, come come on to Twitch at, uh, 8 PM Eastern twitch.com slash FF today and watch CBS sports HQ for goodness sake. Great advice every day on HQ noon Eastern. And if you miss the noon show, you can watch it on demand on the CBS sports app on your OTT device. Go to the CBS sports app, scroll down until you see the FFT familiar faces. I do want to look ahead to week 15, just real quick here. We won't spend a ton of time on this, but if you need, uh, actually, you know what? Let's do. Okay. Give me the running back breakdown real quick. McKissick, Peterson, Ty Johnson, whoever it is. Dave, who are the week 14 running backs we need to focus on?
1: Uh, You just said it in the order that I like it. McKissick is one. Peterson is two. Ty Johnson is three. None of these guys are going to turn your world around. But this is the position that I like to stock my bench with. Once I get to the fantasy playoffs, I don't mind having, and this is something that I probably need to just correct myself on from what I said on Sunday's podcast. I said that you don't need receiver and tight end depth for the playoff run. You probably need one receiver and at least a plan at tight end. If you don't have a good tight end already uh, in your starting lineup, but if you've already got stud receivers and a good receiver on your bench, I don't know what adding Kiki QT is going to do for you other than keeping him away from your opponents. I'd much rather have running backs that might develop into guys who, A, I could keep away from my opponents, but B potentially use as a starter or a flex in my non or half PPR leagues. And these are the types of guys. We we don't know when Deandre Swift is going to come back and, Caron Johnson's—he got hurt blocking, so I'm not sure exactly what his status is going to be. And Adrian Peterson could be on the brink of getting a lot of work, and we've seen him at least cash in with some touchdowns lately.
2: He's playing so, the Packers. He's a flex
1: exactly. Yeah, this week. Yeah. So I mean, I I I would try and get running backs if I didn't have a need for for my waiver wire pickups this week. And I would try and plan ahead toward week 15 with my DSTs. If I'm streaming tight ends, I'll I'll plan ahead with that too. Same thing with quarterbacks.
0: From a strategy standpoint, the, the players that I could see just really torching me, like against me, would be Stafford and Rivers. I could see them having, and Breeze too. I wouldn't mind playing keep away with them. If I don't need It a depends on who
1: I'm playing in the first round, though. Am yeah, I playing you gotta, the guy right. that's got Mahomes? Or if I'm playing
0: Watson? a guy, no. They're is, not going to go after them. If I'm playing the t- Kyler Murray fantasy manager, I'm going to try to keep those quarterbacks away from him.
1: That's or part her. of the strategy for sure. Not to say that I would start those guys ahead of Kyler Murray, but obviously this is the time of year where it doesn't hurt you to look ahead to see who you're playing, what they might need off the waiver wire, and what you can do to block them.
0: At this point, are you not starting – let's say Kenny Galladay comes back this week. Are you not starting Stafford and Rivers ahead of Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson?
2: I'm not starting Rivers ahead of Kyler, but I, I could see myself starting Stafford. I already have them very close to begin with.
0: Okay. Okay, now let's take a look ahead to week 15. Quarterbacks for that week. Now, some of these quarterbacks are rostered in a lot of leagues, and they're not available, but they might get dropped. You never know, and I'll just give you the names anyway. Derek Carr is the Chargers. Teddy Bridgewater is at Green Bay. Jared Goff, if somebody like if somebody drops him because he's got the Patriots on Thursday, Jared Goff has the Jets and then the Seahawks in weeks 15 and 16. Phillip Rivers against Houston, so it could be a two-week pickup for, for Rivers. Uh, Daniel Jones gets Cleveland, and Baker Mayfield's at the Giants. I don't know how we view that matchup anymore. Mitchell Trubisky at Minnesota, Matthew Stafford at Tennessee, Nick Mullins at Dallas, Jalen Hurts maybe at Arizona. Not not like the best stuff here. But Rivers like Rivers is
2: interesting because he gets the Jets in week sixteen. Who is? Mayfield.
0: Oh May, yeah. Um but Rivers and uh Stafford are not just week fourteen guys. I mean, they have good week week fifteen schedules as well, so that's good. And then if you want to stash a DST for week 15, the Chargers are at Las Vegas. I don't know if that excites you or not. And then they get Denver in week 16. The Bills, they could get dropped because they have Pittsburgh this week. They're at Denver next week. Cleveland's at the Giants. Uh, Minnesota gets the Bears. Arizona gets Philadelphia. Like if you, if you believe in Arizona, they got the Giants on the road this week and then Philadelphia next week. So that's two pretty good matchups. And San Francisco is at Dallas in week 15.
1: And they've got Washington this week, and
0: they've got Washington this week. So there you go, and that is your week fifteen look ahead. Dave, I'm stressed, man. Stressful Why? T- t- why? I got a lot, a lot of pressure right now. We got to get people wins. You know what I need? I need to chill.
1: <laughs> I need a moment. You need a moment of, of chill. chill.
0: So, Dave, what do you reach for when you need to chill, <laughs> my man?
1: Yeah, you know what I'm reaching for. I'm reaching for Coors Light. And you're right. There's a lot of stuff going on uh, beyond fantasy football and the stress of fantasy football this year just makes it all the more challenging. And so before before you go to do your waiver wiring, whether it's Tuesday night, Wednesday night, whenever. Just clear your mind for a second and take a moment to just relax. You're not on the go. You're going to go attack those waivers perfectly. You're going to get the, the players off the waiver wire that you need. Your teams are going to be great. You're going to win the championship, but take that moment to refocus. Take a moment to chill. With Coors Light. It's it's a refreshing cold drink. Everybody knows it and you know that I've been talking about how there's no nasty aftertaste like there is with craft beers where they put all this crazy crap in it. It's not like that with Coors Light. It's perfect. So that's what I'm going to do. Before I go and do my ads and drops on Tuesday night and Wednesday night, I'm going to take a moment to chill and enjoy the Rocky Mountain refreshment of a nice cold Coors Light.
0: Yes, and do not miss the new packaging from Coors Light. It's already hitting the shelves. They got the new design with the clear skies that invite you to sit back unwind, and drink it all in and the iconic Coors Light mountains they still turn blue when your beer is as cold as the Rocky so it's a brand new look but it's the same ice cold uh, refreshment and uh, make sure you are um, going to get Coors Light or excuse me get.coorslight.com All right, get it delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com celebrate responsibly Coors Brewing Company Golden Colorado your news and notes Take a look at Curtis Samuel. He's 80% rostered. If he's available, DJ Moore is, can we safely say DJ Moore is not going to play this week?
2: Well, Samuel might not play also. He's he's been placed in the reserve COVID-19 list, but there is still a chance he could play. I think he's just um, part of the contact tracing as opposed to, or close contact, excuse me, um, uh, as opposed to um, testing positive for COVID-19. But if he does play, and DJ Moore, who's dealing with an ankle injury and was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list, is out, then he's, at worst, the number two guy, potentially the number one guy, uh, alongside Robbie Anderson. Drew Brees could play this week. Jalen
0: Hurts could start this week. Christian McCaffrey. Come on, buddy.
2: He's playing.
1: It's looking good.
0: It's a little too late for some of us, but not for all of us. Come on back. All right, he's probably going to play. Joe Mixon could play this week. They've got Dallas. Dallas will be coming off a short week. Antonio Gibson's got the toe. Josh Jacobs, it's fair to say he's not looking good for this week.
2: That's what John Gruden sort of alluded to.
0: Yeah. Um, Frank Gore left on the opening drive, as you know. So Ty Johnson is uh, probably the guy to get. And he had a big game. He gets Seattle, though. Not an easy matchup. Tell that to Gallman. Brandon Allen and T. Tell Higgins. Tell
1: that to Alfred Morris. Oh, true.
0: Any updates on at Brandon Allen and T. Higgins?
2: Higgins said he was just had a hamstring strain, uh slight hamstring strain, s- seemed to downplay it. And Allen, my guess, is probably not going to play. Oh, boy.
0: Got carry on Johnson with the injury. You got another big injury on on defense for Pittsburgh, although I don't know the severity, but Robert There's Spillane. There's a couple of them. Well, Joe Hayden's got the, the c- potential concussion, and linebacker Robert Spillane has been pretty good in IDP. He mm-hmm. uh, he left with a knee injury. So that's they starting to get a little beat up. Buffalo-San Francisco was the second game since 2000 that featured turnovers on downs to start a game. Two turnovers on downs to start a game. Thank you, AP, for that stat. Um, Matt Milano played, if you're curious. We always talk about him and how good he is at covering tight ends, but he only played 31% of the snaps for the Bills. Jordan Reed didn't have a good game until the very, very end where he caught a touchdown. Indianapolis right tackle Raven Clark out for the season. So they are beat up at tackle right now. That's disappointing. And you got a Thursday game for the Rams. Cam Akers was estimated to have missed practice. Don't think that's an issue.
1: Just just resting him. Right? Well, they, they didn't say rest on the injury report. They said shoulder. On I know, the but... I, I hope I hope you're right, but he was on the, the estimated injury report, and Daryl Henderson, who left the game with an injury and then came back, was not on the injury report.
0: All right. Worth keeping it in mind. Cam's
1: also on the injury report. He played,
2: so I wouldn't read too much into it. Yeah. Hopefully.
0: Let's get our top three at each position, get some names if we haven't given them yet. Um, Quarterback, Jamie, who are the top three quarterbacks this week?
2: Uh, Phillip Rivers is number one. I hope he stays hot in a great matchup this week, and then he gets the Texans again next week. After Phillip Rivers, I'm going to go back to Trubisky just because the matchup is good, and hopefully he has another touchdown. He did have over 260 passing yards. Uh, and the unfortunate fumble at the end. But I think the matchup is good and the schedule is great. just have to wonder if they may go back to Nick Foles would be my only concern at this point with saying to pick him up. Starting him is a different conversation altogether. But just in terms of adding him, you have to worry about maybe Foles getting the job back. And then Baker Mayfield would be three for now. That could change if the Ravens get healthy. And then maybe Drew Locke would slip into that number three spot because of the matchup against Carolina. But Mayfield, the way that he's playing, if the Ravens give up another not big game, but good enough game from Andy Dalton tonight. And they don't get their guys back next week. I would go back to Baker Mayfield. Who's on a very nice role. The last two weeks,
1: no love for Nick Mullins. No. Hmm. Okay.
0: So Baker Mayfield gets Baltimore on Monday night. Looking forward to that game. Nick Mullins gets Washington. Uh, it's on Sunday. If he's still the
2: starter. The Garoppolo could return.
1: Sure. If, I, if Garoppolo's back, then you can't trust him. But I'd rather take, if I had to choose between him and Trubisky, for example, I would rather have Mullins and hope that Garoppolo stays away than Trubisky so he doesn't fumble the job back to Foles mid game.
0: And, you know, there's another name that needs to be brought up here, and it's Stafford because he's over the 65% threshold, but he's 66%. Rivers is at 64 or 65. So Stafford and Rivers basically have the same roster percentage. So who would you prefer, Stafford or Rivers?
2: Stafford, if he gets Galladay back, Rivers. If not,
0: agreed. All right, the running backs: J.D. McKissick, Adrian Peterson, and uh, Ty Johnson. Was that the third one? Yep. Okay. Is there another oh, one that's? Jeff Wilson was playing a lot last night. Jeff Wilson. Yeah, he they split split snaps almost evenly. He and Mostert. Uh, that that was very disappointing. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was How about Peyton Barber? Um, look at the Falcons. Maybe anyone else. Yeah.
1: I have Edo Smith on my list. He's just not top three, but he looks like the best running back in Atlanta. And we saw the Falcons. They went to this three-headed approach where Gurley didn't get a lot of work. It seems like he could be their short yardage guy and everything else goes to Brian Hill and Edo Smith. And Brian Hill's been a scrub.
2: There's two differing reports on Todd Gurley. Um, On Roto World, they are quoting Dirk Cutter saying that he's still dealing with the knee injury and they plan to play him in situational spots last week against the Saints. On our site, we are quoting Ricky Morris, who said that the plan is to go back to Gurley as their lead guy, even though that was the plan going into the Saints game was to use him in situational spots. Oh, good. But did so- not mention the knee injury. So I wonder if he is 100%. I wonder if he is going to get his job back. The matchup is unbelievable this week for the Falcons against the Chargers. So we'll see if he takes advantage of it. Uh, I have Gurley on the drop list right now because if he is less than 100%, how could you ever trust him? If you're not going to trust him, why are you holding him? Yeah. So it just depends on what your roster looks like. So I don't want to trust Todd Gurley. I think Edo Smith is the uh, better of the backup guys, but I think it's going to be a mess all the way around. It's for
1: deeper leagues. No one's going to run out and grab Edo Smith in a regular sure. 10 or 12-team league. Sure. Well, the same
2: thing with Nick Mullins and, and some of these quarterbacks too. You know, you, We're not telling anybody anything that they're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh what about Ty Johnson? I mean, how do you
0: feel about him with uh let me just get the the stats. It was 21 carries, yeah. 22 carries, 104 24 yards touches. And a touchdown.
1: Yeah. 24 touches on 63% of the snaps in place of Frank Gore and Gore got hurt I think on the very first drive of the game for he the did. Jets. He was out of there and then Ty Johnson played a lot and got the the workman role here and I don't know. I I feel like it's a huge risk to trust any Jets running back at this point. Like, think about what it took to feel comfortable starting Frank Gore last week. Okay, he had been decent in his previous two games, and he had a fantastic matchup at home against the Raiders, and that's yeah. why some people put him in their lineups. But
0: when you look at like when you look at yards from Frank Gore and from Ty Johnson, you would think if the matchups were neutral, matchup neutral probably going to going to have more yards than Adrian Peterson. Uh then it just comes down to touchdowns. Peterson is a much better matchup this week with Green Bay as opposed to Ty Johnson having uh having Seattle. Seattle. Right. So, but uh you know, you know what I'm saying here, it's like if if we're interested in Adrian Peterson, if Peterson's 2 and Johnson's 3 on the priority list right now, where how big is the gap between the
2: two? The gap is big, but it's dependent on the injuries.
0: Yeah,
1: Right, if Carry on Johnson, Johnson's out and DeAndre Swift doesn't come back, Adrian Peterson might have more work than Ty Johnson this week.
0: I, if
2: out and Peterson's out? I don't really so out. care about on Johnson. It's DeAndre Swift. If Swift is back, then you can't trust Adrian Peterson. If on's back, I mean, you kind of see what Peterson has been anyway. You know, so he's a touchdown or bust running back. He's not being used in the passing game. I'm sure that would change if, he right. played, if both those guys aren't there. But, I mean, obviously, if DeAndre Swift is able to play, you can't trust Adrian Peterson. Same thing if Frank Gore comes back, you can't trust Ty Johnson. But, yep. um, And the window, I believe, now is open for Michael P. Ryan to return. I think he's missed now three games.
0: That's interesting. So so let's say you have Miles Sanders. Are you going to start Adrian Peterson or Ty Johnson over him?
2: I'd start Peterson in non-PPR if the other Lions guys are out, not Ty Johnson. I mean, yeah,
0: okay. How about, um, like, Clyde edwards elair
2: No, I'd still start Clyde. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Moving on to our top three wide receivers. We've already talked about them. They are Kiki QT,
2: TY Hilton, Tim Patrick. Uh, p Ryan can, it's, it's only been two games for p Ryan, excuse me. Oh,
0: who are three other, or who are a couple of other wide receivers you could see people picking up?
2: After those guys, I think you look at, um, Rashard Higgins, who, you know, doesn't have the easiest matchup against Baltimore, but, you know, he's kind of shown that he can be a serviceable wide receiver, um, in some of the better matchups for the Browns, as opposed to the wind games for the Browns. Uh, Colin Johnson, especially if LaVisca Chenault is hurt, you know, he's been good the last two weeks. And then I'd look at Julian Edelman, you know, he's expected to return at some point um, in the next week or so. And so if you are desperate for some receiver help, you know, we've seen the Patriots receivers obviously not step up and that could be a byproduct clearly of Cam, but you know, maybe Edelman has an opportunity to help you down the stretch.
1: Dave tight end. Logan Thomas is at the top of my list, 42% rostered. Came up huge when the football team had a hard time running the football. Alex Smith loves throwing short. We've talked about that for a while. And uh, maybe he's a little bit more than a tight end with a pulse at this point. So I'm I'm intrigued by him. And then the rest of the tight ends, I'm I'm not necessarily partial to it all. Jordan Reed's on the list. He scored late on uh, Monday night. Tyler Eifert's been getting targets from Mike Lennon. Dawson Knox has a touchdown, two straight games. Anthony Ferkser is interesting if Johnny Smith stays out. Cole Komet is someone who we've talked about, and his playing time has gone up. And last week, the, the targets went up, and he scored on a bootleg play from Trubisky. So uh, th- no one outside of Thomas who I feel good about starting at tight end. But there are plenty of guys that you could look at to stream.
2: Before Monday night's game, I had Dalton Schultz as the number one guy simply because of his matchup against the Bengals. So if he comes out of this game against Baltimore with a strong game, uh, he's a starting tight end for me next week against Cincinnati.
0: The three tight ends who have the best matchups this upcoming week are Schultz as the third best matchup. Jordan Akins has the second best matchup against the Bears. They have been horrible. They've allowed a touchdown or a, to a tight end um, with four or fewer targets in three of their last four games. And uh, number one would be Will Disley against the Jets.
2: Yeah, I have Disley on the list. It, it him and Hollister are interesting because they basically are sharing the role uh, of Greg Olson's app ab- in Greg Olson's absence. Uh, You mentioned it; the matchup is fantastic. You know, you mm-hmm. like to see one of those guys step forward. I lean toward Disley just because I think they prefer him in the pass catching role as opposed to Hollister. But in you know, if you're in a tight end premium league and you're stuck, uh, I'd look at either one of those guys just because the Jets absolutely stink against tight ends.
0: Okay. And that's uh, that's tight end. DST, Jamie, who are we looking at with, tie, with DSTs this week?
2: Um, I would look at the Patriots still. It looks like they're getting healthy and playing at a much better level lately, um, going against the Rams. So we know Derek Goff can be turnover prone, especially when he gets frustrated. Uh, the Bucks coming off their bye week against Minnesota. Kirk Cousins on the road is not the same quarterback that he is at home. And he could be turnover prone, as we saw against Jacksonville at home. The 49ers get Washington. I think the 49ers defense will bounce back, especially without Gibson in there. The Giants against Arizona. We've seen Kyler Murray, what he's been like, and obviously the Giants defense is playing better. And then anybody facing Mike Lendon is always on the list. So the Titans defense, even though they're horrible, terrible, absolutely atrocious, uh, I'd look at them also.
0: I don't like them. I don't like, I don't like this week for DST is what I meant.
2: It's not great for streamers. No, you're right.
0: Yeah. Dave, who's your favorite?
1: The Cowboys. Going up against Ryan Finley and yeah. Giovanni Bernard and a Bengals offensive line that lost their left tackle.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I hate their defense, I do But at least they've got a decent pass rush And Ryan Finley is probably the nut low At quarterback in the NFL
0: (laughs) Okay, Uh, kickers, Jamie Who are the kickers?
2: The kickers would be Ryan Suckup Minnesota allows the most fancy points to kickers He's coming off his bye, so he was dropped Robbie Gold gets Washington at home Or their home field Uh, Greg Gerserlein gets the Bengals Matt Prater, even though he didn't have any uh, Significant points last week Because he didn't have any field goal attempts and then Joey Sly coming off his bye as well gets the Broncos.
0: I think that uh, this this guy's rostered in like 95% at least, but I think since we've been watching a lot of football lately, pretty sure Young-Waiku is playing quarterback for the Falcons because he's on the field. <laughs> he is on the field all the time. It is so annoying as a play, as a fantasy manager who has had a lot invested in Matt Ryan. It's just like, always oh, up. We're bringing on the field goal unit. But Young-Waiku has been so good. I hope you we were able to pick him up in recent weeks he's crushing it out there all right we got those games from last night how about washington 23 and pittsburgh 17 what a terrific win for washington it did not look like they had a chance in hell at halftime and they uh their defense was great and alex smith played well enough I mean, he threw 46 times uh, but jd mckissick okay only five carries but he had 10 catches with gibson out so you know he's gonna have that role Peyton yeah, Barber. He's a must-start
2: guy in PPR this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, is there any interest in Peyton Barber uh, as a waiver-wire pickup? He's the goal-line guy for most I of mean, the time. I mean, keeper
2: leagues, you know, this is where you you kind of look at it and say, okay, he's going to get the work. 14 carries, uh, it was a miserable 23 yards, and so it just kind of shows you how special Gibson is that he's able to overcome some of the woes of that offensive line. But, um, yeah, if you're stuck, you know, it's a, it, it's, it, it's a flex at best in non-PPR leagues. That's the way I would of you
1: he's a he's a touchdown or bust you're either gonna get six points out of him or you're gonna get like two and brandon scherf got hurt in the game against pittsburgh so i'm not sure what he said he came back he He did he played
0: okay good yeah he played uh okay
1: so then never mind that that will help barber average more than one yard per carry (laughs) he's up to two now when i said he's the goal
0: line guy most of the time let me clarify what i meant when gibson's out in that game there was a little bit of mckissick near the goal line but barber scored the touchdown
1: and you got to keep tabs on Gibson. If he if he ends up playing, then of course Barber's useless and McKissick's value goes down.
0: We had some really horrible wide receiver performances here. Terry McLaurin two catches for 14 yards. It was a Cam Sims game. He had 92 yards. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster had looked like a running backs line. Seven ca- <laughs> seven catches for 28 yards. Uh, Deontay Johnson was game. yeah. Uh, well, very barely. Um, Deontay Johnson was good, of course. I mean, he was productive. He had some bad moments. He was productive. Yes. They are dropping so many passes. And Chase yeah. Claypool, I think it's getting a little hard to trust him. It's it's uh, six straight games with less than 70 yards. He's losing playing time. So, yeah, like, what are we, th- how are we feeling about McLaurin and the Pittsburgh receivers right now?
2: I'll go right back to McLaurin this week. I have no concern about that um the Steelers guys Deontay Johnson's clearly the one you got to trust the most I still trust Juju in PPR um because of his catches but as a number three receiver he's in that top 30 range as opposed to top 24 range and then Claypool like you said it's hard to trust him you know so he's uh he's sliding down the rankings he's a number three receiver
0: Eric Ebron must start he's only started in 66 percent of leagues yeah yes Shraggy B with the stat here. Chase Claypool, 43% of the snaps, his fewest since week three. Yikes. All right, Buffalo 34 and San Francisco 24. Bill's, okay, jo- how good was Josh Allen last night? Wow. He
1: was great. <sighs> he was great. It,
2: it, like, Might have put himself back in the MVP race. He
0: was amazing. Just like that arm strength is, uh, we all know it. But just watching him pick them apart, he looked like an absolute star. How exciting is yeah. that?
1: Well, and this is the part of the schedule that we talked about would be very telling for Josh Allen. And if he steps up here, then you know that he's going to keep this up for a long time. So a great tough matchup against San Francisco without John Brown, and he kicked butt. And now next week he's got the Steelers. That's going to be tough for him, but maybe not if all those guys are hurt for Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, they also, you know, it's not just Joe Hayden and the linebacker missing. Uh, Stephen Bud Dupree is missing, out for the back, year. You know, so if he's out again, that's two cornerbacks. And a linebacker, and you know Bud Dupree as well. So the pass rush isn't the same. So where you might have been fearing Josh Allen heading into your playoff stretch, especially this Week 14 matchup, I wouldn't.
0: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. How do you feel about Cole Beasley? Because Cole Beasley is must start. <sighs> call them that last. Well, I don't know if you call them a must start last week, but. He this is what he does. He gets a hundred yards, then he gets four sixty yards combined in the next two games. Then he gets a hundred yards. He's he's really inconsistent. He's crowdering. He's crowdering everybody.
2: Mm, no. He's in no. that top thirty range. I mean, I don't know how you get away from him. He's been good more times than not when John Brown's been out.
0: Okay. He was forty eight percent started. And he was forty eight percent started. Again, I I don't know if this is what happened, but did he just get shut down by Chris Harris two weeks ago? Was that the issue? And maybe that's why he had such a bad game. Uh, I mean, twenty five. Well, he a
1: threw a, a touchdown. Uh, whatever.
0: But he had twenty five yards against the Chargers. Comes back right, right, 100. right. Still
1: had eight fantasy points in non PPR.
0: So if for for Beasley this year, it's as many games with fewer than forty yards as with more than a hundred yards. Four of each. Just a roller coaster season. Uh, Devin Singletary. So Zach Moss had a fumble. He also got banged up a little bit. Singletary, you don't love the production because yards per carry were terrible, but he had 21 touches, 83 total yards. Any enthusiasm about Devin Singletary?
2: Moderate, but it's you know Moss got penalized, I think,
1: for the fumble more so than he was hurt. Yep. And, and Dave, I wouldn't, I wouldn't love starting him against the Steelers.
0: Right. And Dave, what do you think about the Niners right now?
1: I think they I still think that they're a good defense, but Josh Allen was just on fire. So there's just not a whole lot you can really do about it. When a quarterback is playing like this, you got to just you know, tip the old cap, like people like to say. But I still think the 49ers defense is good.
0: Well, let me just because I think they faced Wilson, Rogers and Allen recently. And those guys tore them apart.
1: Yeah, they're great quarterbacks. But, right. When they get Smith next week. great
0: quarterbacks, they do pretty well. But what do you think about the offense, though? You know, with the running back situation, with Debo and Ayuk both being worth, you know, start worthy, but Ayuk being great. What, what do you? What are your thoughts?
1: Ayuk's a must start. Debo's still a must start in PPR. And there's going to be hesitation with Mostert after after what we saw on Monday night. And I totally get it. And I'm I'm not quite certain why they got away from him and they went to Wilson Moore. And Wilson had a bunch of. They had a bunch of carries near the goal line that didn't work out for Wilson. I don't know. It's a little frustrating to see Wilson get as much work as he did. And it'll make me think twice about starting Mostert against Washington.
0: Well, if you have Mostert, are you going to the waiver wire and at least giving yourself the the week to think about it with
1: Absolutely. We'd want to pick up one of these guys off the waiver wire just to have as a plan B if I get cold feet with Mostert. Cool. But for now, I'm ranking Mostert ahead of them all.
0: All right, we're going to take a break on fantasy football today. When we come back, we got the drop meter and more names to know at every position. We'll be right back. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. Time for nobody's favorite meter, the Dropo meter. Zero to ten. Ten is a must drop. Zero is a why are you even asking me this, you moron? DJ Chark, zero to ten facing
1: Tennessee. Zero. Yep. Pardon Why me. Why are you even asking us? You really? No, I know Ches- he's not great, but I still want to have that option. He's a wide receiver I would consider valuable depth on my bench.
2: Glennon missed on a couple of big throws to Chark. Had he come down with those, his stat line looks better. Mm-hmm. If Chenault out, that's a few more targets probably that go his way. Uh, his first game for those two guys together on the field, and this matchup, as we know, is, is dreamy. So yeah. okay. I still go back to Chark.
0: Tennessee this week. Michael Pittman at Las Vegas.
1: Two, one. It's just that one's more about. I'm not ready to say that he's useless yet,
0: because it's it's not like it's week eight right now. You know, I mean, I, we-
1: I get it. I hear you. I hear, you. and this is what we t- again going back to what we talked about on Sunday. But just lopping him off my roster, if I, he's someone, maybe one is a little too low. Maybe it should be more like four. He's someone I would consider dropping if I really needed something else off the waiver wire. If my receivers are great and I need to plan ahead for week 15, he's a candidate to be dropped, but it doesn't mean I want to drop him. So that's what four stands for.
0: Okay. How about Matt Ryan at the Chargers this week?
2: I think he'll play well, so I'm not dropping. Three.
0: How about Cam Newton at the Rams this week? Six five Christian Kirk at the Giants
1: 10 5
0: 10 for Jamie five for Dave T Higgins against Dallas
1: 10 0 10 you're definitely dropping T Higgins
2: well he may not play so that's part of it um and he's going now to his third string quarterback that's part of it um that's a big I, part I, of it I'm not I'm not starting T Higgins so I'm not carrying T Higgins at this point
0: are you starting Michael Pittman
2: I might start Michael Pittman against the Texans next week if he has a good game against the Raiders, which does not surprise me.
0: Okay, how about Tyler Boyd?
1: Um, He's like an eight non-PPR. Two. The, the touchdown that he had was so, so fluky yeah. on Sunday where he just catches like this short out route that was meant just to convert the down and just there was nobody in front of him and no one could catch him. Yeah. It was a very uncharacteristic play for Tyler Boyd. His punch was pretty fluky too. Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's the handshake, not a punch. Ridiculous ejection. All right, that's all that, I got. That's on how the...
1: we shake hands.
0: Yeah, we just kind of slap each other in the in the helmet. Yeah, I all have right. to wear a helmet around Dave. He's very scary. I'm aggressive. All right, to the waiver wire again. If Drew Brees is available, do you consider him a must add? Is that the dumbest 100%. question ever? I yep. mean, he's like,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a zero on the. On the is this a smart question meter?
0: Well, yeah, 72% roster. This guy was playing great 23 or more fantasy points in four straight games, five of his last six, all of them without Michael Thomas. So, yeah, Drew Brees, pick him up. Good Azor fantasy tip there. Stafford, uh, Rivers, Trubisky, Mayfield. And then you got on the lower end, Drew Locke, four of the last six quarterbacks to face. The Panthers have scored uh, twenty-seven or more points. They are Breeze, Mahomes, Brady, and Cousins. So Drew Lock, uh, Andy Dalton at Cincinnati, Jalen Hurts. What do you? What is your interest level, Dave, in Jalen Hurts?
1: Zero. Uh, outside of dynasty keeper leagues, maybe two quarterback leagues. I would pick him up. Not even super flex leagues would I be that interested in Jalen Hurts. I guess I'd be interested in super flex leagues on Jalen Hurts, but that's all right. I found my limit. It's super flex leagues. That's it.
0: Yeah. They should just, if they want to go to Jalen Hurts, but they don't want to make a big fuss, like they don't want controversy. Let Carson Wentz start against the saints. He will have a horrible game. And then everybody will be on board bringing in Jalen Hurts. If they aren't already
1: city of Philadelphia is already on board. They're ready to see Jalen Hurts play.
0: Yeah. You remember what, what uh, Brian Westbrook said, when we asked him mm-hmm. about it, he, he's like, mm-hmm. I asked him, what are the chances that this is Carson Wentz's last game as the Eagles starter? That Jalen Hurts just, you know, that, that Jalen Hurts era begins. And I think he said it was like zero. It yeah.
1: is. Because they owe him too much money, they but they could still, money. everybody, you know, the fans want to see a change.
2: A lot i of talk I about maybe the Colts trading for him because Frank Reich was good with Carson
1: Wentz. That would so make a ton of sense. I sins. love so. it.
0: I, yeah. He needs to change the scenery so badly.
1: Well, he needs an offensive line. He needs a lot of things. stability at wide receiver.
0: Okay. Any interest in Tua Tungvaluwa against the Chiefs?
1: No. No. Tua, the, the same type. I'd rather have him than Jalen Hurts. But I, those are the same types of leagues that I would want to get Tungvaluwa in. But he's already rostered in all those leagues.
0: Any interest in Teddy Bridgewater against the Broncos? He's... You know, actually, been pretty pretty solid. Mm,
1: he has been, but if he doesn't have DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, it's I, I don't like the upside for a big game. He could be okay. He might get you twenty.
0: We have to the make these. We have Robbie. to make these decisions tonight, right? So I think if you're making a decision about the Panthers, you know you assume DJ Moore is not going to play because he tested positive, but Curtis Samuel probably will. That's, that's how I would approach it. I mean, he's a close contact. He's got a full week to get cleared. That's typically a, a guy who's getting cleared to play.
2: Yeah, I think, the, well, I mean, obviously, they're getting a big piece back of the offense, too, with McCaffrey, so that'll help Bridgewater. But he also limped off the field in Week 12, and we have him listed. I haven't seen anything to say healthy or not healthy for Bridgewater, but um, he is on the injury report with some undisclosed injury. Could be ankle, could be knee. We know he had the knee problem a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think I don't think many people are running to the waiver wire to get Teddy Bridgewater. This could be a secondary ad that you get later in the week.
0: Definitely, yeah. This is for deeper leagues, I suppose. Also, you could argue that McCaffrey hurts him because McCaffrey has five rushing touchdowns in three games. You know, he's he's a vulture down there. Running backs pick up McCaffrey if he's available. And here's the <laughs> check to see Acer fantasy tip. Check to see if available section. These guys are rostered in seventy four percent or more of leagues. Devin Singletary, Duke Johnson, Jamal Williams, and Cam Akers. Jamie, why am I
1: checking to see if Duke Johnson's available? He
2: had six catches. catches in the first game without Will Fuller, so in PPR leagues, that's going to give you some flex opportunity.
1: There.
2: Okay. <laughs> Jamie, why is Jamal Williams on here as, as a handcuff? Well, first off, he's uh, arguably the best lottery ticket you can find if he's still available. And secondly, they're playing Detroit, so this has blowout potential, and we've seen what that means for the Packers, so he's in the flex range for deeper leagues. I like it.
0: If Cam Akers is available, is he ahead of Kiki QT?
2: It's not even close. He's yes. the number one player to add.
0: <laughs> what about Devontae Booker? Would you drop him or keep him this week?
2: Oh, you have to keep him. Agreed.
0: Okay. Yeah, because he's so great. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. i just just Um Okay, so then you get to McKissick and Peyton Barber, Adrian Peterson, Ty Johnson, uh, Jeff Wilson. Jamie got Kalen Balazs on here. Yet... My Justin Jackson suggestion was met with some skepticism last week, but is there value in whoever the number two running back is for the Chargers?
2: Your Justin Jackson suggestion was met with skepticism because there were four guys on the, at the time that were still healthy. Now they're down to two.
0: Well I, th- well, I thought Jackson was coming back, first of all. That's what I had read. He did not. Uh, but I do believe that Justin Jackson has played a lot better than any of the other guys. So I just figured that he could come back and be the number two guy ahead of Bellage who's just a bad running back, and Kelly, who is young and not playing well.
2: Well, Kelly's hurt. Jackson's still hurt. So that's why Bellage is here. Okay. So if they're all healthy, yes, you can make a case for Justin Jackson being better. I think if they're all healthy, though, those three guys will probably cannibalize each other to a certain extent.
1: You can you can put Jackson in an IR spot if you want.
2: And then you got Ido Smith and Brian Hill. At this point,
0: is it Ido ahead of Brian?
2: Yeah, I just put Brian Hill there because he's going to get work, and you know who knows how. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm the reason I put Brian Hill there. uh, Ido Smith uh, apparently got hurt last week's game. uh, I don't. I didn't think it was. They didn't say it was a concussion, but they said a head injury. So um, if he's out and Gurley's banged up, Brian Hill against the Chargers becomes a flex option as bad as he is.
0: Oh yeah, Rashad Penny could be making his way back soon. Uh, What is Carlos Hyde's? uh, Carlos Hyde is 44% rostered and. he just I just don't think he was healthy but neither is Chris Carson. I mean Pete Carroll said that much. Carson is not 100%. So I wonder if there's a role for Carlos Hyde next week or this upcoming week if uh if he's back getting a little healthier, you know, could he get 12 but, carries or something.
1: But it wouldn't we'll be enough the then, sure. Yeah, right. Like that's what you have to count on. I don't think you would want I think the reason to have Carlos Hyde on a fantasy roster is you think he's the guy behind Chris Carson. And I don't think we can say that because Rashad Penny is coming back off the pup list.
0: You think that matters? You think he'll be a factor? I think
1: that matters for Carlos Hyde. Okay, I, I'd be surprised if that matters significantly for Chris Carson. Although if he's playing hurt, it it would obviously not be good because you're getting a fresh leg, young running back for the stretch run.
0: <laughs> and uh, I, JB sent me a text on Friday afternoon. He's like, "Why all the Daryl Williams ads? Daryl Williams is the last guy on." On this list, I had it in like four leagues because they said, "Well, oh, not sure about Clyde Edwards-Elair." If I had known that Edwards-Elair, yeah, if I had known that he was going to be active but not play, I might have started Daryl Williams in some of those leagues, and it wouldn't have ended up well. But he would have scored more than Clyde Edwards-Elair, which was, you know, uh,
2: I started Daryl Williams not knowing that Edwards-Elair wasn't going to play because obviously when he's listed active, nobody knows. But I started Daryl Williams uh, in the showdown on DraftKings ah. and um just because he was so cheap and I'm like okay everyone's is, you know sick you know maybe they do give the other guys work especially if it's a he blowout. was already
1: right he was already playing some third downs anyway
2: right so I was like okay I'll just throw Daryl Williams there now he wasn't awesome but I was like man if he scored I, I did cash but if he if he had scored I might have had a chance to be uh a, a significant winner in that one
0: okay uh and uh any interest in Cordero Patterson he had 11 touches last week scored a touchdown same
1: answer as it's been for the last twenty-three years. No,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm to say bold prediction. If one team actually commits to Cordero Patterson playing running back, I think he could be solid.
1: He's he's really because that's what you want to do is you you want to find a, a converted receiver to commit to giving. <laughs> he's work not to a receiver a like he's
0: been more productive. Basically, who's
1: like thirty years old?
0: When he's had chances at running back, he's been like a better running back than he's been a receiver for, throughout his career, basically. And and he's so good returning kicks. I mean, he's the best kick returner in the game, you'd think. Like he's a talented guy. I would love to see him actually get get a chance.
1: Give him 20 carries.
0: Give him 15. See what happens. All right. Mm-hmm.
1: You don't receivers. do it now while David Montgomery right, 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 no, right. No, no, no. Like you're you're going to speak this into existence and cost David Montgomery some playing time you bastard
0: no no wide receivers wide receivers here all right let's look at the check to see if they're available list who are the must adds if you see them on your waiver wire curtis samuel cole beasley alan lazard nelson Aguilar, michael Pittman.
2: i mean samuel just because if he does play he's got top 20 upside in dj moore's absence and then Cole Beasley's in that top 30 range. So those are the two I think you got to look at. But Aguilar's targets have been so consistent. You know, it's 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 a surprise because he was more productive on less targets and he's been less productive on more targets. But you know, <laughs> this week and then you know the, the upcoming schedule for him is fairly favorable.
0: Do you basically feel like if Derek Carr, if you if you have faith in Derek Carr, you should have faith in Nelson Aguilar?
2: Well, I mean, you could have had faith in Derek Carr this week, and that didn't really matter. But, no, if, but, but if you're he, giving me 11 targets, to get Aguilar,
0: like I, I can, acce- I can accept Nelson Aguilar's bad game when he had 11 targets, you know? For sure. I can accept it. Um,
2: it's now 26 targets his last three games.
0: Right. And, you know, the three games before that, you had uh, 25 or fewer pass attempts for Carr. So when he has to throw, Aguilar's pretty involved. And I think we're probably expecting Rivers and Carr to kind of go at it this week.
2: Yes. I think one thing with uh, with Aguilar that he would be potentially a must start for a lot of people this week if the first deep throw on Greg Williams' stupid play calling ends up in his hands as opposed to Henry Ruggs' hands. So you have 11 targets and one of those is a 60-yard touchdown or whatever it was. Well, it was a 46-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that puts him at five catches for 90-plus yards on 11 targets. Right, four. yeah. Sure. It, it's a it's a much different stat line, and you feel much better about Aguilar. He's got stone hands. I mean, he's not a good catch. He's not a good receiver. He makes a drop um, every game. Uh, and and that's kind of why he's in the spot that he's in. But he's in the spot that he's in because Derek Carr trusts him and the Raiders trust him. So uh, based on targets, he's their leading receiver, aside from Darren Waller. Clearly.
0: You say stone hands. You make me think of football movies. just want to say there was a great romantic comedy on the other night named Jerry Maguire. <laughs> it has a little bit of football in it, but it's not a football movie. Uh, priority list is QT, uh, T.Y. Hilton, Tim Patrick, Rashard Higgins. What about Chad Hansen, by the way? One of the Hansen brothers. You might not know that about him. He was in the band. Five catches, 101 yards, seven targets. It's a joke. Uh, 101 yards on seven targets for Chad Hansen against the Colts. So if you we like QT a lot, but what about Hansen?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Ad. laughs> He's a deep league ad. You know, I think you gotta look at it and say they they're they're playing him. You know, they they decided that he's gonna be their third receiver now. So I uh, I should have said, where's the love for
0: Chad Hanson? Because that was the other you had to look up more Hanson songs. No, I was pretty sure. He knew it. Sure, he knew it. But
1: he's a huge Hansen fan.
0: <laughs> no, no. Uh Colin Johnson has gotten 14 targets for Jacksonville. And like 160 yards in the last two games, and Tennessee is the opponent. <sighs> when Julian Edelman comes back, which could be could it be this week? He's eligible, right?
1: Yeah, he is eligible.
0: Is that the end of Jacoby Myers? Because one thing I want to point out about Jacoby Myers, like the numbers haven't been great the last two weeks. Cam Newton has less than 100 passing yards two straight games, but Myers still getting a really good target share. Uh, two weeks ago, he had almost he had about 55 yards, and Cam Newton had about 85 yards. So uh, you could see a scenario where Myers would do better if Cam actually had to throw the ball. But would Julian Edelman destroy Jacoby Myers? Probably.
1: I would would think so.
0: All right. Cam Sims, Henry Ruggs, Russell Gage. These guys are also on the list. Dave, are you going to be picking up any of them?
1: No. Not unless it's a deep league where I have a hard time finding wide receivers. I, I'm in two such leagues where it's 14 teams and you've, you start two wide receivers and you have three flex spots. So like Russell Gage is a must start in those types of leagues. Same with Henry Ruggs.
0: All right, well then I've got more names for you guys. Are you ready for the Azer list?
1: What is the Azer list?
0: The list of wide receivers that I'm going to give you now. Oh. Are you ready for it? Okay, here we go. Sterling Shepard, 61%
2: rostered. If Daniel Jones is back, I I don't mind it. If Colt McCoy's there, uh, I wouldn't trust it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like if Daniel Jones is back, you should expect six catches, about 10 to 13 PPR fantasy points. That's what he's had in every healthy game with Daniel Jones. Uh, Jacoby Myers, for the reasons I just said. No. Mm -hmm. I hate it,
1: but got to give him up.
0: Emmanuel Sanders, 66% rostered. Uh, It's about Drew Brees here.
2: No, because Sanders has not been good with Michael Thomas back. Hunter Renfro. No.
0: Coming off bad games, but they had been good prior to this. Brashad Perryman and Denzel Mims.
1: Uh, No. I'm thinking about, would I consider starting these receivers? And obviously the answer is no, except in the case of Shepard in a full PPR league, if he's got his starting quarterback back. So then if I'm not starting them, how interested am I in carrying them on my bench? And at this point in the year, I'm just not.
0: Okay, that was the Azar list. Thank you for crapping all over it. Didn't really expect a lot. Didn't expect a lot of yeses on there.
2: Shepherd, certainly interesting, but I think the people who have him rostered already are probably the ones that are going are the only ones that are going to roster him. I don't think ten team league is going to roster Stone Shepard
0: To the tight ends, see if Mike Kosicki is available. He's got two huge games in a row and faces the Chiefs, who have been struggling against tight ends lately in their last three games. Uh, Zach Ertz is seventy five percent rostered. Is he still an ad or is Zach Ertz a drop?
2: I don't think he's somebody you have to go pick up, but I also think we saw this once with Dallas Goddard, where he came back, had to shake the rust off game, and you know could just be something that getting used to maybe a new quarterback will help. So he's one of those guys like would be a secondary ad. You know, you get through the week if he's still sitting there in a ten team league, you know, tight end situation stinks. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem picking him up and seeing what happens this week. Especially if you have a buy,
0: oh, Jamie, how you feeling about Noah Fant? Fifty-seven yards uh, last Noah, week. You. Still, still Noah. Thank you.
2: Um, yeah.
1: Carolina. I don't. Ha- I sorry, don't hate him this week. Yeah, yeah. He's he's he's
2: not somebody that I would run to pick up. He's also not somebody I would drop. I, I usually I, last few weeks I have my drop list. I decided not
1: to do that. He, he'll I, get I you didn't like the fact that he led them in targets last week. Nine. He'll get you nine PPR points.
0: And the Panthers have given up 50 yards or a touchdown to a tight end in seven straight games, including Cole Komet, Jared Cook, Hayden Hurst, Kelsey, Gronk, Brate, Hawkinson, and Rudolph. Some pretty good tight ends there, but not all of them. Uh, Logan Thomas is number one in terms of the widely available guys. Are you really excited? It is obviously a great game for him. 98 yards and a touchdown. He had 20 yards and a touchdown in week 12 at Dallas. But we know, I mean, he's been pretty inconsistent. So are you expecting big things from Thomas or just like got to roster
2: him and let's cross our fingers? I would go back to what he was prior to last week where uh, I think it was four of his last six games. He got you 10 or more PPR points. So I think there's been a pretty consistent floor for him. Um, if this is the ceiling, it's obviously great, but you see the track record, like you said, Adam, it hasn't exactly been there. Um, you got to be impressed though that he did this against Pittsburgh because they were number one in you know defending tight ends in the NFL, number one in fantasy points allowed two tight ends, and so if they're going to trust him in this matchup, and this is another difficult matchup, I think you got to buy into him as a low-end starter. He's not a top 10 fantasy option, but he's in that mix.
0: Okay. Dalton Schultz, Anthony Ferkser, Jordan Reed, Tyler Eifert, Cole Komet, Jared Cook with Drew Brees hopefully coming back, Will Disley in a great matchup.
1: Obviously. Like cook was good last week. Taysom Hill was good last week. But if Drew Brees is back, you know that Brees likes Cook and we'll look for him on a couple of longer passes and in the red zone each week.
0: Let Brees Cook.
1: Right? Let Cook
2: Cook.
0: Let Cook Cook. Exactly. Uh, the,
2: the two guys after Logan Thomas are kind of still contingent. Schultz, seeing what happens in Tuesday's game because he could obviously get hurt. Uh, Dalton could look away from him. But if the targets are there going against the Bengals next week, he is a, like I said, a borderline starter. And then Fergster is clearly dependent on John Smith coming back.
0: Jordan Akins. And then we mentioned earlier the three teams that have the best matchups this week are Seattle against the Jets, uh, Houston against Chicago, and uh, what's the one I'm missing here? Oh, Fergster, right? Yeah, Fergster against Jacksonville. But what about, like, how do you feel about these guys? Um, Austin Hooper and Hayden Hurst. Are they drops? Are they like. They're so annoying, to be quite honest with you. But-
2: I think you can I, drop Hooper. I wouldn't Hurst, I would I drop Hooper you know. in a minute. I wouldn't drop Hurst
1: because right. of the matchup against the Chargers. Okay. It's a uh, Joe Boo week for Hayden Hurst.
0: And I'm just going to say this name because if he doesn't do anything, no one's going to care because no one's going to add him anyway. But if he does stay, do something, I can say, hey, I said his name on Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> okay. Drew, Drew Sample has 12 targets and... 89 yards in his last two games. That I was wonder if that Allen. has to
1: do with Brandon yeah. Allen, though. Right. And we Who don't know. I mean, and if Higgins is out, tight
0: Yeah. If Higgins is out, if, if Boyd gets into a fight again, all these things could help. True sample. So remember, I said his name, but only remember that if he does well against Dallas. DST's not the best week for streamers. Patriots, Bucks, Niners, Giants, Titans. And Dave likes the Cowboys against the Bengals. I would be a little tempted with the Cowboys if it, if it's Finley and
2: Higgins might be... Like, I'd be a little bit tempted. Yeah, it's a good call. I should have put the Cowboys on those. So, good call on Cowboys.
0: I, okay, I'm sorry. I really don't want to be the homer here. But the Giants' defense is playing really, really well, and the Cardinals' offense is not. And it's nice a cross-country runner. chip. I know they're on there, but, I mean... they're I think I'm he
1: wants to know why they're not, not the number one DST to start this week.
0: All right, fine. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Why are they not? They're number four for you. Should they be number one of the streamers? Oh, this is, I'm streamers. sorry. Just
1: the list I gave you. You can put them first.
0: I don't know that I would. I, I don't know that I would. I mean, maybe I'd go I with the I the order a
2: little bit, so I think I
1: have them third now. Third? Yeah, it's not a great week. I have them third as of now. Okay. See, and they're absolutely a top 12 DST.
0: And well, hopefully, you know, got to check on Blake Martinez' status, but I think he's expected to play. It didn't seem like a yep. major injury for him. Kicker streamers suck up gold. Zerline, Prater, and Sly, and bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. We got Twitch tonight, and we're gonna watch some football tonight. Cowboys, are- can the Cowboys make it a three in one mm-hmm. week?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, All right, we are Hanson. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
2: Oh, yeah.